Welcome to another episode of Graveyard Smash. What? I'm instantly having so much fun. Yeah, dude. Uh, introduce yourself, Jim Gaynor. Hi, I'm Jim Gaynor. Jim Gaynor uh, returns. This is it's a pleasure. It's a genuine pleasure to be back on the Graveyard yeah. Smash. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. Please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Elise. Yeah. Uh, we have a baby now. She's sleeping, so hopefully she doesn't wake up and we can record this. Today we'll be doing The Wicker Man, the 1973 classic. We'll right. be doing the director's cut, more specifically. Um, Unfortunately, not the 2005 film starring Nicholas Cage. Right. Which, God, I, w- I wish it could just be in a class of its own and not be associated with the movie we're going to talk about. Cause in I f- some ways, I, I love that it's associated with it, though, because I, I watch it and I think, like, what do the makers of this film take away from the original right it's like that resulted in this right it's like they watched the movie they're like well okay i completely missed the point um so (laughs) there is a point toward the end where i feel like i pinpointed the exact entire inspiration for the remake because there's a point where he does where well we'll get into it but okay if you you don't want to touch on it yet i'm curious i wonder if i can guess which scene well does he he doesn't punch any women in this movie but he does I'm pretty. He at least punched. A, he punched somebody, and I started laughing so hard <laughs> at the realization that's the only part that Neil LeBute saw of the original. We can build a movie around this. Yeah, yeah. right, 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 right. We, we, yeah, and but don't you guys feel like people don't even know about the original movie? And when they hear I feel Wicker like Man, when people talk about. Yes, I think that they don't. It's they a, think it's this weird standalone movie. They right. don't realize that well, it's actually this, a remake. Well, and and the thing with this movie we're doing this is Wicker Man seventy three. Uh, and the director's cut of it. We'll get into some of how that's different too. But it's very well regarded among horror fans. But yeah. outside of that, not very much. Part well, of and it, in like British film too. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. It's well remembered. But e- even then, too, there are issues with um, the British line, the company that made this. They switched. Oh, they had a new. It got they got bought by EMI. And <laughs> people didn't like the movie as much. That's part of the reason there's an 80 minute cut. Oh, and uh, okay, okay. actually, the direct the. So they released a longer version of it in theaters, and then they lost all the prints of that and stuff. And what's left is they got the copy they sent to Roger Corman, actually. Uh. And he's like, why don't I make the movie, like, 60 minutes long? And they're like, no. But he's like, well, I saw that print. So, like, when they made the DVD uh, that we had, uh, they went to his print, and that's why there's, like, a jump in quality. Uh, Okay. Because it was the copy they sent to him. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, um... The movie begin like beforehand. They give a, like a phony baloney. We'd like to thank Lord Samurai and the people for uh, oh, yes. showing us. Their... Which admittedly adds nothing to this movie, <laughs> right? Well, well, it's like the just like it's like the movie where they say like this is this is based on true. Yeah, events. it's like the John Larroquette voiceover yeah. from the Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh shit, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the the movie now, if you watch the um, the non-director's cut, 
what's important is uh, the movie begins with him flying into the island. So all the stuff before that is uh, in the director's cut. Which is mostly just setting him up to be like a evangelical Catholic right. dude. Yeah. No, well, Protestant, yeah. Like, yeah, Protestant. He, I don't know if he was like presenting the gifts or what. He was speaking in church and what he was talking about was transubstantiate, transubstantiation. Yeah. Um, so, which I think comes into play later in the movie a lot yeah well and like the first thing he, one of the first things he says is something I used to say to you all the time Jenny. he says get a haircut because <laughs> so, there's another cop he's like oh you look like a hippie McTaggart uh-huh. get yourself a haircut I feel like the perfect moment of his character setup in this one is when he sees the graffiti of yeah. Jesus saves and even though he loves Jesus he's a cop and he hates graffiti yeah. so he says get it removed <laughs> and I was like okay time in a place. Yeah, yeah 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 which I thought was tight yeah and, Jesus saves graffiti. Well, and also, um, this is a fun fact for people. They used to say in the 80s, like cops would even say this, that if you saw Jesus saves spray painted on an overpass, it was a sign that there was a satanic cult in the area. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Sat- satanic cults were real hot back in those days. Yeah. They were, dude. People were obsessed with them. And then, and you know, satanic cults want to let you know that they're practicing by. Well, they want you want to send a sign out to other satanists, right? They're like, "Hey, we've got a COVID in the area. If you want to stop by, have some pizza, yeah, whatever." <laughs> you know, satanists do poison pizza. So um, he gets a letter saying that there's a missing girl on the, the island of Samara. So he flies there, which he also thinks is a weird place because they sing and dance on a Sunday. I think yeah, I wrote that down. Remember that he said <laughs> that. Uh, this is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is 1973. Like, the 60s have happened, and this guy's still like, people yep. dance on Sundays? Yep. Unthinkable. So he gets there, and the, the island is private property. And it's like this weird thing, like this thing that seems like kind of foreign to Yankees such as ourselves, where it's like, oh, it's owned by a lord. Yeah, right. Which, yeah, which is a weird concept. And also, like, a thing, like a, like a conceit of this movie, too. Oh, is yeah, because he, he's the lord. I never really thought about that. He's the lord of the island. Yeah, like, he owns yeah. the whole island and they all just live there. Right. Okay. And um, there like, was a little bit of setup, too, uh, some foreshadowing that I didn't notice until I watched it this time, where he's talking about. Uh, that there's the famous apples of Summer Isle. Yeah. And he says this funny line where he's like, odd, isn't it? All that fruit. And it makes you really makes you think. Why does Summer Isle have all that fruit? Right. <laughs> we're going to have to get into that eventually. Um, and I noticed uh, in this viewing as well, you keep seeing um, all the characters throughout, like, or maybe not all, the, but a lot of people eating canned peaches throughout the movie yeah yeah um, that's a good call because they they're apples. moving to the country yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna eat a lot yeah, of peaches because <laughs> peaches come from a can uh so the long well, it's also cool too as like um uh him as a british cop he doesn't have a gun which also like is yeah. kind of a big conceit of this movie yeah. that makes it work like you know now like because he just shoot christopher lee in the face yeah, yeah. True. or true. be able to like hold people off like yeah. the mob at the end of the movie yeah. you know yeah Oh yeah, we're going to be giving away the end of the movie, like, <laughs> you know, standard disclaimer. The long kind of intro before the credits actually happen, so that, that's the extended version? Yeah, that's the extended version. But it's kind of cool, like, when the credits start up. This is also the first time we hear corn rigs. How yes. do you guys feel about corn rigs? Love it. <laughs> Can't get enough. <laughs> it, like, at first I was like, corn rig sucks. Uh, but it's like it's very time specific like perfect you know what I mean yeah so, and then by like the fourth or fifth time you hear the song I'm like okay yeah this is pretty catchy I like okay I dig it um, I mean that's the thing about this movie is that it's actually musical right it's, it's I can't 
of another horror movie that's a musical? Cannibal the Musical? Yeah, I mean, the comedy with some gore. Yeah. But honestly... Rocky Horror is more of like a... Straight up musical. Yeah. More of like a science fiction. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Double feature. <laughs> and I meant to look it up, and I didn't, but there's a term for when, uh, like, the soundtrack of the movie is coming organically from within. Diagetic. Diagetic. Uh, there's a lot diagetic. of diagetic music in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times where it's a band playing. Right. right. You know? Yeah. Which is really cool. Or uh, like a naked slap dance happening. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, from, you mean the best part of the movie and we'll get into that <laughs> so he, um, he he comes to the alley and he's like hey I've got this picture of Rowan Morrison everyone's like yep didn't, didn't recognize her laddie all dude and he's such a cop when he shows up like he lands his plane and he just starts yelling into a fucking bullhorn bring yeah. me a dinghy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just instantly so indignant dude yeah so such good. a fucking cop and then they're such like hearty like they're seamen I yeah think. I yeah. believe they are seamen and uh, but like they're just like they've got no time for his bullshit. Like right. it's so good. Yeah, and like don't they almost seem entertained by the fact that he's here investigating a missing girl, which is very oh, yeah. weird. That not a lot happens besides like cemetery orgies on you know summer aisles. So like this is like the height of hilarity. Yeah, right. Some right. square ass cop coming to their pagan island. Yeah. Right. They don't. Yeah, they don't get to freak out a lot of. Motherfuckers. Everybody there is pretty, pretty down. Freaky you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so they're like, "Well, he's like, well, it's May Morrison's daughter." So he goes to her sweet shop. Well, didn't she, doesn't she? I always look too old to be Rowan's mother. May Morrison. I, yeah. Kind of, but you also have to remember, like, you know, she's not eating, uh, <clears throat> you know, yogurt and stuff. Like, no, she's know. eating really creepy-looking fucking chocolate. Yeah, things. weird confections. Like they, they've weird got confections. Like they've got like. Uh, cakes that look like dead babies. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like those dead baby cakes are creepy. Yeah, and like and it, uh, it and chocolate it, turtles that look like it was made of a mold of a real turtle. Yeah, man. And then like just and like way too many chocolate bunnies because like chocolate bunnies aren't weird in general, but there were just so many of them, and there was right. something very strange. Well, about not that. bunny rabbits. Well, hairs. 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 Yes, she hairs. she corrects him. I don't know the difference, and I didn't bother looking it up, <laughs> podcasters. <laughs> Um, so he goes to get a room at the inn, and uh, we're introduced. Well, he talks to uh, the little kid, yeah, Meadow right. first. Yeah, and and he she's like drawing a picture of a hair. There's something going on with hairs, you know. Mm-hmm. And he comes up to her and is like, "Do you know Rowan?" She's like, "Yes, of course I know Rowan. What are you talking about?" You know, mm-hmm. which the first kind of weird, creepy thing that happens. And he's like, ah, just crack this case wide open, you know. <laughs> because he gets all excited, and then she's like, yeah, Rowan Morrison's a hair, right? Um, <laughs> And he's like, oh, okay. So he goes to uh, the inn to get a room. The Green Man Inn, which has this far too psychedelic <laughs> sign, like the, the sign No, the front. Green Man is like, it's a popular name for different like pubs in like the British Isles. Oh. And uh, it's like an old, a legend of like this like, um, uh, wrist man kind of thing. So, oh, okay. So I remember in- or is it a man who wears a spandex suit? A green spandex suit. Oh yeah, dude, and he, covering he his face. fucking spikes people yeah. at the ball. <laughs> we get uh, the, the so they start singing a song about a body song about the landlord's daughter, right? Played by Britt Eklund. A bunch of like gross old dudes. Oh, the bartender's song just so creepy about like her vagina, basically. Yeah, yeah. The landlord's daughter, and when her name is mentioned. 
The part of every gentleman does stand up at attention. Right, which is super catchy. Yeah. But highly inappropriate. Yeah, and, and this guy's a churchy Charlie, so he's like, he, he like starts banging a cup on the, uh-huh, the bar, and uh-huh. he's like, okay, okay, I'm here for a missing girl, guys. Yeah. You know? Um, and at this point, for me... Because I've seen this movie a few times now, but I was trying to watch it like it was like the first time or whatever. I feel like at this point, a viewer has got to be like, is it just the movie that's like weird like this? And it's like, it's not. It's actually these people yeah. are actually just this weird yeah. in this story. You yeah. Know I mean? yeah. And it plays so strangely. I don't know. So, yeah, but, well, you kind of get that fish out of water experience that because you're 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 taking in this island howie's perspective right yeah sergeant howie yeah Yeah. which i don't know i don't necessarily want to be you know up in his perspective either (laughs) yeah well he probably wears those mormon underwear underneath (laughs) well it is established earlier on that he's getting married in two months but he's still but he's not banging his girlfriend how old is he he's gotta be he's middle-aged middle-aged yeah yeah, late 40s or mid 40s there's another movie about him <laughs> <laughs> called The 40-Year-Old Virgin. But, um, uh, yeah, so, yeah, well, that's something I wanted to kind of, like, we'll talk about it as it comes up. But I think, like, the movie, like, a lot of the, there's a plot twist sort of at the end, you know? Right. And what I think makes this movie work, because I think a lot of movies with a plot twist don't hold up. And I think what helps this movie is they kind of establish this world right. through, you know, kind of playing on um, British and Scottish like pagan tradition mm-hmm. and it, it's like they do a lot of stuff and we'll, we'll come across it it's like kind of like how it's Star Wars where they do a lot more they do explain a lot but they well, just enough and where there's a lot more details that are just like not explained like later on when he comes across that guy's making a man out of bread like a full sized uh-huh. person yeah. uh-huh. and like this iron coffin it's like just kind of weird it's just like a like oh I think there's like all this imagery and character work and all these interesting extras in this film and and the music I think is a big part of the atmosphere like I love a horror movie with a solid atmosphere yeah, and Hell I think yeah, this man. movie has it and in it spades. my brother Eric said it I wrote it down he was like the creepiness of this movie is hard to articulate because it almost feels like it comes from another world yeah you know yeah what I mean? yeah and yeah. like we're gonna see a scene in a second you know and with um, where he goes outside and he sees the lawn orgy, right? And what's so weird about that is it's just like this. It's just like a Tuesday afternoon to these people, exactly. Yeah. And it's not coming from like like a lot of times we were talking about different stuff, like some of Frank Miller's later stuff, and like me and Jim before, right before we were started recording about when people are being weird for the sake of being weird, right. Or like gross, or like trying to be shocking, and nothing in this movie feels like that at all. At it's all. just like it's all just presented completely straight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it is something. I don't know if it's the time period and like the graininess of the film or something like that yeah but at like there are points where you should be laughing because it's so silly but instead you'd be like what this like, there's, yeah. there's in that same scene something you might you know talk about in another movie but is almost forgettable in this one there's a naked woman holding on to a gravestone and crying right yes you know? yes yes and it's just kind of background color yeah yeah um, and it's also, you know, um, right there too. Like, there, it's actually one of the few scenes that's in the shorter version, but not this one. Is there's people watering graves in the shorter one? Huh. Okay. Yeah. So we also uh, going back to the bar real quick. He sees a uh, 
there's a photo for every harvest festival. You find out this is an island where they have a lot of produce. Right. It seems a little weird because it seems like it's a little too cold for produce. Mm-hmm. But it's famous they for They have palm trees, too. They have palm trees, too, yeah. yeah. There's something to do with the volcanic... Ash and the Gulf Stream yeah. that they're there. And, uh, <laughs> you shouldn't be growing fruit here. It's yeah. unnatural. <laughs> it's unnatural. <laughs> but uh, there's the 1972 Harvest Photo fest- Festival picture mm-hmm. is uh, missing. And uh, he also orders an apple at one point, and they don't have any. And yeah. he's like, no, apples. Yeah. Yeah, and his food's gross. It's all, like, out of a can. It's, like, right, uh, right. turquoise lima beans and shit. And uh, he started, the landlord's daughter starts dropping some uh, double entendres. Oh, yeah, right Says, away. Something in their, some things in their natural state have the most vivid colors. When he complains about the, you know, turquoise lima beans. What do you yep. think she's talking about there? His vagina. <laughs> yeah, dude. His uncut penis, because that's what they do over there. <laughs> And she also says, like, food isn't everything. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is it's like, they're around here, too, and and I know we're about to get into it, but we have that speech from, this is where we, Christopher Lee is first introduced in this movie, where he talks about how he would live among the animals, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because, like, they're, you know, they don't have the hang-ups that human beings do right right and they don't have hierarchies he's like they don't bow to each other you know they just are and they all just fuck all the time <laughs> well because the thing is like these people like their relationship with nature and life and death is like kind of beautiful kind of you yeah it, it is yeah. it's very much so like it, it's like because that's what like a lot of like druidism which is like what this is based on and like some of the different like african religious stuff it's like a lot more communal right or Closer related to nature and stuff, and it is it, it that is kind of a beautiful thought, like an entire community trying to be in sync with nature altogether yeah. is kind of cool. It's a shame that it, they gotta like, be weird and kill people. Yeah, and sacrifice, <laughs> make, make sacrifices. Think that, like they probably live happier, more fulfilling lives than you know most people who live kind of a button up normal life. There's not a sense of sadness anywhere on this island. No. Everyone seems very happy Except for the whole, like, maybe they're going to starve to death. Yeah, sure, sure. If they lived on an island with a climate more, you know, um, a little bit more suitable for strong crop growth, and maybe didn't have to resort to human sacrifice, but ultimately... (laughs) You can't have everything. I mean, if you, yeah, if you have, like, an occasional, like, nosy cop... (laughs) <laughs> it has to be burned to death. <laughs> so be it. But yeah, but the but the reward is that everyone lives this kind of happy, sort of natural, beautiful life. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And right there, what happens is what it's uh, he's introducing this boy Ash Buchanan to apparently get uh, his uh, ritualistically deflowered by the landlord's right. daughter. Right. Wait. So. Okay, because that's right after the lawn orgy. Yeah, yeah he goes back I up actually to his... forgot about that. Yeah, uh, like because yeah, he well, walks out this of the is, bar. This is actually the biggest difference between the two versions. Is so in the sort of non-director's cut, like the eighty-one minute cut, it's um, um, the landlord's daughter tries to seduce it, which we see later in this version, mm-hmm. and it's a lot more like kind of sudden and um, not. It's, it's not built to as much. Shit, I should have watched both because I was getting the impression watching the extended cut that all it was really adding was it was making certain scenes longer. Is yeah, the sequence no, of events different? Too? It changes the sequence shit. of events here big time, okay. and that's and so this whole scene is cut, oh, and it's just her shit. trying to seduce him, like we see later. Everybody oh. who's hanging out in the end just like listens to this 
14-year-old get his rocks off. Well, and because that's also the other thing is... I wish um, you had been like a... Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah, like 30 <laughs> seconds in. It sounds like she's into it. It's like, there's no way. Right, yeah. <laughs> this no. is an enjoyable experience. Well, I mean, and the song they play here was uh, Gentle Johnny. Yeah. Which, which is a beautiful song. And I will But say. it's also the one that the guys who did the soundtrack are like, this is going to be the hit single. And it okay. got cut from the movie. Okay. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, the naked chick crying on the tombstone is very creepy. <laughs> and that is, that it's it's just like, up until this point. Like, what if, like, the chin, 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 He's going like, uh, what does he say? He's like, I put my hand on her thigh, and then it's over. (laughs) And then they just go back to like uh, playing snooker or something fucking British people do. Right. But I will say that like the lawn orgy happens, and it's it is just sort of a turn out of fucking nowhere. You know what I mean? Like the every like it's been creepy since he's gotten to this island. Things are kind of weird. But then he walks out the door, and there's just people fucking everywhere. Yeah. That's the first like outrageous thing that happens, yeah. and it just yeah. happens out of nowhere. Uh-huh. And he doesn't say anything or do anything. So I wondered if he even saw it happen. But I think he was just so shy. Yeah, he's just yeah. so you know. Yeah, because he mentions it later. Yeah, and so the next thing uh, we do a cut, and it's um, they're dancing the maple. In the woods there grew a tree, and a fine, fine tree was he. And there's a song about like the cycle of life, you know. I was watching it with Lou, and I was like bouncing along to that song. She's like, "You really like this song, don't you?" I'm like, yeah, it's <laughs> "Love it. It is a great. It's a great tune. Great tune." Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, because that is because we because Christopher Lee gives his whole big speech and the yeah. two snails are fucking. It's also weird, but it works for some reason. Yeah, and then uh, Cause pro- really because of Christopher Lee. Right. Side note: Another Graveyard Smash favorite. Um, yeah. Christopher Lee turned down the movie Halloween and said it was his greatest regret of his yeah. career. Yeah. We'll probably talk about that. Well, what's interesting, that, so. too, is um, Christopher Lee always considered this his best performance. Yeah. Um, you know, to the day he died, he was always like, oh, that it's was It's the, the most best. charming yeah. he's ever been, ever. Yeah, he, he's so well, good it's, so, it's such a strange tone to capture, too. Mm-hmm. And he's so commanding. Well, he did stuff, like, too. Like, he would, um, like, there's... It's like unconfirmed when he's unsighted things on Wikipedia and stuff that yeah. like he would go to like it, when the movie opened in Iowa he'd go to Iowa and like buy oh, okay. and like if they weren't doing a, a critic screening he'd buy the the local critic t- his ticket for the movie and stuff okay, like he was word, like word. very into promoting this movie yeah I was watching it with Brian and he was like what's with this body ass island dude even the snails are getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so yeah, the next so he, morning he goes yeah. to the school, they're singing the Maypole song. Oh yeah, snail song. Yeah, they're doing the dance of the Maypole. There's yeah. a Maypole Avenue in Chicago. Hey, shouts out. Ooh. Shouts out. <laughs> uh, then uh, he goes to the classroom. Oh, but it's super creepy because the whole classroom, they're not even holding class. They're all just tapping along to yeah. the song and they're not even singing along. They're just kind of like dancing along. And the teacher's like, okay, okay, okay. All right, everyone calm down. Back yeah. to work. Like we would do it to transition to a new sketch. Right. Um, and so he's like, well, let me see uh, your class ledger. And she's like, no, you need permission. He just takes it. 
He's like, ah, Rowan is a student here. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're all liars. Yeah, he's appalled. Because the, the first thing he hears the teacher say to the kids is, the oak represents the phallic symbol. No, what does the oak the represent? Phallus, and the kid's yeah. like, the yeah. phallic symbol, yeah. And he's Which just is, like, what is, is this? They have a bunch of witchcraft on the board that he erased. Crazy shit on the board, yeah. yeah I know. It's yeah, all like witchcraft like, stuff. Yeah. Because like I looked Toadstones. up Toadstone and something else. Yeah. I looked it up and it's like witchcraft term terminology. So, so. background. So and much of, st- of the stuff in the background yeah. is like telling the story. Right. You don't even it, know. It, 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 well, it's it's all, a, and all of it is like an assault on his beliefs. Right. Yeah. Like it, he is like so offended by all of this stuff. So right. yeah. well, he's like, very it should uh, be, reject, he rejects it. He's there like, are still towns in England where they burn the Pope in effigy every year. <laughs> because they're like hardcore like there's some people who are still like super hardcore like Protestant where it's like and like the Anglican Church is pretty similar in most respects to the Catholic Church, yeah, but right. they're just like, Well, we we hate the Pope. And that's so funny. Yeah, I, I in and my mind, there's thing. no difference. <laughs> right. Well, there's a big thing in like Northern Ireland and stuff. You know, worth looking into. You know, if you got, you got free time. <laughs> yeah, time. Um, um, he goes to her desk. There's an empty desk, and he opens it up, and there's just a cockroach on a string. A beetle. Yeah. Or it's a beetle. Yeah. It's just another one of those Why creepy. Do it, girl? <laughs> He calls all the little girls liars, too. Yes, yeah. he Because he's great. like, hey, do you know Rowan? And they're all like, no. And then when he looks at the teacher's ledger, he's like... See, now this was the moment for me that made me think of the new... I was just going to say. Yeah. Because they're like... It's all women. Because, and, and the I'm sure Neil Labute's looking like, wow, the, like this de- de- detective really doesn't take any shit. Yeah. And he's like very like hardcore, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, what like, if he just punched more girls? <laughs> and got covered in bees at the end. <laughs> so he confronts the teacher, and he's like, "You know, I asked you if she was dead, and you guys were like, no." She's like, "Well," and she lays out like all their beliefs. Yeah, right she's then like, and there. "We don't use the word," and then she mouths and like kind of nods. It's like uh-huh. mouths the word "dead." Yeah, you know, because she's like, "Okay, so when you die, you can become back as like you get your soul becomes you know gets reincarnated as like the trees and the bees and the mm-hmm. flowers." And, you know, the squirrels running around and stuff. So you, your life force just goes back into the whole c- right, cycle. Right, And there's a neat little bit of foreshadowing, foreshadowing right before then. Because before she leaves the classroom, she's like, now everyone uh, take a, like, whatever. She gave him a chapter to read in their book of rites and rituals of May Day. Which is interesting. Because it's like, you still don't know what's going on in this island. But then the teacher just told the kids to read rites and rituals. Yeah. And you're starting to get more of a picture of like what's really happening. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I remember earlier, just to jump back for a second, um, uh, Willow had made a comment that the next day was going to be the day of death and rebirth. And then um, Lord, the Lord Sumrile, and I don't exactly know where this was, but had made a comment to... That there will be a more serious offering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. A lot yeah. of really, well, really well-presented kind of, foreshadowing. Right. Like, foreshadowing and world-building. Because, like, like, you look at, like, the um, like the example I'd use is, like, the Matrix sequels. They do a terrible job of it. Yeah. Because when they just explain everything. They're like, who are you? Yeah. Oh, well, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. I'm a... After, like, ten minutes of being like, well, who do you think I am? <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I'm a computer that's in love with someone. It's like, okay, well, she's sorry I asked, you know? <laughs> So he goes to the... Uh, my next note written here just says protected by the ejaculation of serpents. Yeah, dude, that's my next note, too. <laughs> yes. 
because he goes to the churchyard and or they're the, like the, really into jizz in this movie. They love jizz. Yeah, yeah, dude. These people they sing about it. He right. sees like, like my favorite line in any of the songs yeah. in this movie is Willow's like naked slap dance song, which he sings. And every stroke, a bucket full. Of yes. yes. <laughs> That's like some Frank Zappa yeah. shit. Yeah, right no there. shit. Give me your dirty love. <laughs> they just they love jizz. Yeah, <laughs> but the uh, yeah protected by the ejaculation service. It says that on so, someone's gravestone. On someone's gravestone. And, and there's a woman finds, breastfeeding yeah, and holding an egg. She's, she's got her hand out, and there's there's an egg in it. Just, and I gotta say. I am in um, like some breastfeeding breastfeeding groups online and stuff, and because people have moved more, you know, everything's cyclical. To, new age, yeah. New age, and I would not be shocked if I found like some viral article about breastfeeding <laughs> cemetery with a fucking egg in your hand. <laughs> Dude, it's just another one of those things in this movie where like taken out of context that you should be laughing your ass off seeing that but you don't I wasn't laughing I was right. just like you were jerking off too much <laughs> I was jerking off too much while holding you an like, egg. Hold the egg yeah right right and I was like I get it like, I got the egg yeah. in my left hand I'm like okay okay I'll get with you yeah. and then you crush the egg at the moment and then buckets <laughs> bucket full <laughs> buckets there's uh, trees on the graves and uh um, Rowan Morrison's umbilical cord is on there. And, and yes. the day that Rory's umbilical cord came off was like one well, of the biggest relief. I was under the impression that wasn't her umbilical cord, but her navel string, like like taken out of her dead body. I thought they were trying no, to no, no, no. The no. navel string is uh, umbilical cord. It's like oh, their. Uh, I thought it was like because it's guts. actually something that like they do like at least they used to do. Name for it, I guess. Well, they used to do stuff like that in like. Um, in like Jamaica and stuff, like you, you know, you'd plant a tree with your umbilical cord, and yeah, yeah. board and stuff. Wouldn't have because Rowan was supposed to be what, like six or seven? Yeah, but it was like uh, it was like uh, dried out and everything. It okay, like. okay, okay. Um, but yeah, there's the guy the, tells him that the, she's been dead for like six or seven months. Yeah, and it's the groundskeeper who you may uh, recognize from Clockwork Orange. He's the headmaster from Holy Knox's school. Holy shit, yeah, nice yeah, right. catch. Uh, Life Force. Life Force, that's right. Fuck yeah, Life yeah. Force. Life Force, is it Stuart Gordon? No, that's a Toby Hooper space vampire right. movie. Right, yeah, that's always been on my that list. That hot naked chick that walks around for like a half hour of the movie. Yeah, and then the rest of the movie's bananas. That is a crazy movie. Um, so we get the, uh, he goes back to talk to the mom, she puts a frog in her other daughter's mouth to, yeah, like, to take her away her sore throat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just all of this is presented completely straight the yeah. whole time. Including man. the naked pregnancy bonfire where these ladies are just like jumping yes. over a bonfire. Yes. Naked, which infuriates the, the police officer. To yeah, the there's this it. wonderful line here because, uh, yeah... She's put, she's putting the frog in her daughter's mouth or whatever, and he comes into the candy store and she's like, "Can I do anything for you?" And he's like, "I don't think so, since you're all stark raving mad." Yeah. <laughs> he's starting to lose it at this point. Yeah. yeah, he's getting angry. Well, and it's almost like I mean, they're like taunting him with their belief. Yeah, because they know that well, he's he goes, so intolerant. Yeah. You know? and he's also like everyone's like really not helping him, you know, because now he finds out, you know, earlier on. There's other scenes here too. We we'll probably blow past some of them, but like he's like, "Hey, I showed you the picture. What the fuck, don't." I don't know. I didn't recognize yeah, him. Yeah, right. No, I was, uh, and then, like, he he confronts the doctor, and he's like, "How'd she die?" He says, "He she was burned to death." This is like foreshadowing. Yeah, 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 and then he's yeah, like, yeah. "Well, can I see the death certificate?" He's like, "Dude, it's at the Hall of Records. Like, you should know that you're a cop." Like, yeah, yeah, right. 
Yeah, he, he goes there. And he goes to the uh, the photographer and he's like, hey, he's like, well, first, I'm an alchemist. Then I'm a photographer. And you know that he's an alchemist because he has a jar of foreskins sitting on the counter. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's got all kinds of things like... like Petrified dogs and shit. Yeah, like baby goats that are like formaldehyde and shit. Uh-huh. And... Uh, yeah, and then we get the uh, great scene where he's going to meet Lord Summerall to get permission to do everything, and then he sees the uh, these naked chicks yeah. dancing in like a Stonehenge. I wrote down weird baby song with naked chorus. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, there'll be sound drops for all these. Yeah, good. Okay, good. Yeah. Yes, that is that awful song. Take the flame inside you, burn and burn below. Fire seed and fire feed and make the baby grow. That's like yeah, the like, creepiest. That's got just in terms of like tonality and the way they sing it. That's got to be one of the creepiest. Yeah, songs and I remember movie. seeing this movie when I was like fourteen or fifteen when I first got it, and I was like, "It's kind of hot, but kind of yes." yes. Kinda there, n- there are twelve naked girls on screen, and I'm too creeped out to care. <laughs> that, that does that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Definitely, he goes to uh, Lord Summerisle's castle, and I got a pipe organ in that castle. When he like he he's like looking at them out there out the window, singing a little song, and he kind of plays the melody on his piano. Yeah, dude. Well, first because he's he's a celebratory man. Well, I gotta say too, like I'm not big on the aristocracy, hardline socialist, but the British aristocracy, much less. Gaudy than the American. Their castles look real cool. It's like, There's lots of got, music instruments. It's got all kinds of like guns on the wall, cool like muskets, sick and ass swords, pipe organ, like fucking you know trophies of totally. hunting, and totally. like it's like it's like you contrast that with like the mansion from you know uh, Roadhouse. Yeah, it's like a similar <laughs> yeah, theme, yeah, yeah, but like yeah, so yeah. much classier. Like it's got a, a classical quality. For to sure. It. I really like that the school teacher was like letting loose with the Lord Summerisle. Like she's oh, when they're just like hanging rock. out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that's yeah. She's let her hair down. Well, that's later. You tell. Shit. Yeah, because this is the first oh. time how he goes into the castle. Yeah, definitely. Whatever the case, like you can tell she fucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! She Everybody gets it, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but like she really does. Oh, she gets it, dude. <laughs> I mean, she's there. She's the only one there with Lord Summerisle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now it's the part but, where you know he oh, has the pick of the list. There's just I have to mention this amazing thing that happens when Howie is going into the castle and he's looking for him. Uh, Lord Summerisle is sitting in a chair the whole time. Yeah, he's hard to And, and he just like yeah, yeah, he just pokes out from yeah. the chair with this huge smile on his face. I, yeah. I forgot that that had happened and I yeah. lost it. It's, it's so good. It's so, so good. So yeah, like, when, right when he plays the theme of the song and he's like explaining it and like like how he's freaking, he's like, "There's girls jumping through the fire with naked." He's naturally, it's much too dangerous to jump through the fire with your clothes on. Good point. <laughs> yes, he's got all these amazing comebacks in this. Yeah, yeah he's so. Any of those women cinch their uh, pubic hair? I think it's part of the ritual. I think yeah. you have to. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, at least a little bit of crispy. And he explains <laughs> that what they're trying to do is get impregnated by the god of fire. Exactly. Dude, yeah. and how he calls him a heathen. And Lord Summerlord Isle goes, A heathen, conceivably, but not, I hope, an unenlightened one. Yeah, but I'm just like, this guy's a G. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And he explains oh, the, sort of the backstory of the island that, like... Yeah. His grandfather came there in uh, 1868, I think, like right after what the American Civil War, I mean, unrelated over there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's sort of the mid-Victorian era. And he, like, had an idea. He's like, based on the volcanic composition of the soil, 
and the Gulf Stream, we could grow like fresh produce here, like apples and stuff that usually wouldn't grow here. Right. And the people previous to that have been living a hard scrabble existence. And uh, so they were like, hey, can we also get back into paganism? And he's like, yeah, sure, I don't care, you know. <laughs> You know, and then, you know, he explains that, like, you know, his grandfather did it just out of expedience, and then, you know, he's like, yeah, we kept it up. It's pretty cool, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I wrote hair in the in a coffin? When does that happen? Oh. Oh, they dig up her body. Yeah, right after this. Yeah, that's right that's, He goes to yeah, Lord Summer Isles to yeah. exhume, to, for permission to exhume the body. And he, he goes through this whole thing, and he gets, like, mad at Lord Summer Isles. He's like, well, can I look up the body? He's like, I was under the impression I'd already given you Yeah, God, he's got sick lines, dude. Sick yeah. lines. And I'll point out, like, right here, he's wearing a full suit. So when he comes back later, so he goes over and digs up the body, but it's just a dead, you know, hair. And he's Which, just... again, like, kind of an innocuous thing. I get so upsetting and creepy. Yes. This is the first time you see it. Yeah. And you're already on edge. Like, well, first of all, the groundskeeper is, like... Being weird, weird duck and, boy hair. You're right, it's right. Upsetting, upsetting and once they and once they dig up the hair, he just starts busting up laughing. Like, yes. it's just like we've played this elaborate joke. Right, and as an invested audience member, you're like, "What the fuck is going yeah. on?" Which is exactly the kind of energy that Howie brings back to Lord Summerisle's yeah. ca- uh, castle. Yeah, he throws it on the ground, and you can see yeah, the teachers there, and she saw that teachers Ooh. there getting ready to get laid. Yeah. Fucking uh, Lord Summerisle's got this great Beethoven garb on. Dude, he's, he's got like, a lacy cravat and like a black jacket with like silver buttons and a kilt, and it's like yes. keep in mind this is a costume change. This is what he, just what he wears. Yeah, when he's hanging yeah, out. yeah. Earlier, he had a fucking suit on. He's like, well, no, I'm going to dress down a little bit tonight. Yeah, yeah. teacher coming over. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, but she's just wearing like a nightgown. Like, I know. Nothing. And she was DTF no matter what. Yeah, but yeah. he... Lord Summerall doesn't phone it in. Yeah, he's not going to be wearing uh, basketball shorts yeah. and a yeah. right. t-shirt. No, no, no. Like me. He's not like, yeah. Dude, and this is like, yeah, fucking Howie comes in and throws the hair on the ground. And this is, it's got to be my favorite Lord Samurai line of the whole thing. Because he's just got this big smile on his face and Howie's being like, what the fuck is going on and all this. And Lord Samurai is like, how very perplexing for you. <laughs> for you. What do you think happened? And it's just like, oh he's my like, god. He's like, so you good. are a detective, right? Right, right, right. Like, these people have given Howie and he's nothing. Like, you, yeah. consec- you desecrated the ground and you say, like, well, it's not really like a Christian cemetery, so it's right. like, we can bury whatever we want there. Yeah, man. Lord Samurai is just fucking handling this guy so much, which is so much charm. Yeah. He's just, he's so charming yeah. all the time. Yeah, man. Yeah, so then... How many men can pull off being, like, you know, smug in a lacy cravat? Him and Prince. Yeah, dude. Christopher Lee and Prince. Christopher Lee and Prince is it. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And I found it interesting. I think Brian might have pointed this out. Because Christopher Lee, this is, like, one of the few times besides, like, Dracula movies where you see him as, like, a younger guy. Yet when he sings, he sounds just like he does now. Yeah. Yeah. I I love him singing. Yeah, man. Yeah, Yeah, man. There was a tinker lived of late. He's just—he's captivating. This is um, it's funny. We talk about Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like in my top, like him and Tim Curry, two of my like top five favorite performances. Hell yeah! In a film ever. Like, and he was actually in the British production of Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think we talked about this before. Oh. That's what maybe. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just he is so. He's got the the singing voice of a thousand ages, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. understand it. You know, when he was like eighty, he recorded a metal album. Yeah, and it's not half bad. The parts yeah. of it that I heard. Fuck yeah, dude. 
So how he's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. So he breaks into the photographer's studio. Mm-hmm. And they've got some really cool old ass, like, they're like on plates or something. It's like, yeah, he has old, to like develop it himself. But it was like old fashioned photography for the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, true. it's because this is kind of a backwater and everything. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, and he of, finds that picture that was missing from the bar. Yeah. And he sees that the crop, there were like no crop. Yeah. So he's like, Rowan's maybe not dead. Cause, and then, um, and then he's, he figures out that they're looking to sacrifice her. Yeah. He's like, they're going to sacrifice her on May Day. Yeah. So then he goes back to the uh, the bar, and that's when the landlord's daughter is like, hey, why don't you uh, come up and see me sometime? Uh-huh. And then we get the whole seduction. Naked slap dance. Which yeah. I have always found to be the strangest part of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you know, there's nothing but strange in this movie. But it was like another one of those things, like with the, with the naked uh, pubic hair singeing fucking yeah. thing. Where it's like there's all these naked chicks on screen, but I'm not aroused even as a oh, young you man. See, this right here, I'm, I was pretty aroused. But especially. it's just so fucking weird. Like, well, okay, but also, although there's there's some of the dance moves she throws down butt naked some, are so great. I have to say, there's something very like striking and sensual about her gently tapping the wall. I know. The back of her hand. I know. You know. Yeah, well, yeah, because but also that gets into okay, but that also gets into the different cuts. Because when I would watch this when I was like in high school, I had it on tape, and this happened immediately in the movie. That's fucking interesting. So it wasn't as like they didn't build into like how weird it is. Yeah, you know, this is yeah, this is something to dive into. I guess early in the movie, you need a little bit. A little world building before you get to a naked right because like and then um, also interestingly Britt Eklund got was three months pregnant so really there's not a body it, double girl. for anything below oh, her okay. Yeah. Okay. anything below her tits she's shot like up here yeah okay yeah. Okay. which is so when she's doing the butt shaking like <laughs> dude like that's a full on double. stripper moves while pounding the wall for some reason it, it, one of the, the people who was her double was actually just like a stripper okay where yeah. and that's always like... where I blasted just <laughs> Buckets. <laughs> One stroke. She's full bucket. Oh, a bucket. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and I was wondering this time around, like, is he being hypnotized by this? Like, no, do you think there is like to, he wants to go fuck? Okay. He's like humping the wall. He he's like sweating. covered in sweat. Yeah. He's and also he's, he's a he's he's gripping the wall and like he, like they film him from up high, but you can tell like if if they were to pan down. Like, he'd be straight up, like, giving it to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, you know. God, and there's this one cut of when she's singing where she's just looking directly into the camera and just pounding around her. And it's just, it scares me on some level. Well, they do level. some cool stuff with shadows here, too. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. This has got to be kind of, I mean, like, the center point of the I've movie. I've never seen, uh, like, anything in a film before since where a woman's like naked butt is filmed that way yeah you know what I, I, mean? I like it's totally so, know it's, what you mean i've never I, you know i you, know what you mean too if you know what i'm saying you see a lot of full frontal nudity but you don't see full back right with, like, with her doing the moves that she's yeah. doing and like yeah, yeah it's you, shake shake it yeah yeah it's very like, jesus dan well no we were no I, it's very soft core that that's the way they film that is very yeah. soft core and i have to say again like in a modern movie or even i don't know this scene would be so hokey mm-hmm. like you would be laughing so hard that this naked lady is like pounding the wall and singing this weird fucking song but the old feel of this whole movie just makes it work well, like the I, scene I, works i, I love 
humor in it, though, to and unintentional or not. Right. I like that it's so over the top that it's weird, but like get to laugh about the, the because also like because also yeah, like let's just you know we've seen the movie before like we know they're preparing him for sacrifice one of the things is he's a virgin so this scene is like to, to, they're even giving him a that's what I was saying is a test to get yeah. out yeah. Yeah. yeah and you know that when you and watch he, it a second time it's like yeah. what's good about good movies with a twist is when you watch them again it's like more compelling yeah like yeah. you know fight club like get out yeah I rewatched get out recently it's on HBO right now, and it, and it uh, it's a better watch. On yeah, because I only saw it the one time. Yeah, because yeah. you know, it's once you you know you kind of know what you're going through. It's like it, it's interesting. You can you can more appreciate how they set everything up. Yeah. Can I just say too before we move on from the scene, like I absolutely this is my favorite song in the movie. It's a, yeah, it's uh, a yeah. beautiful song. It is. It's so weird and the kind sneaker kids covered it. Oh really? Really? Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a good song. Um, did she, did the actress sing it, do you know? I think they had people, yeah. other people. I think it was, yeah, dubbed in later. And yeah, what's her name? Britt Eklund? Britt Eklund. She's in other shit, right? Yeah. Because I don't, I know I recognize Well, it's like, her. well, there's only ever, like, ten British actors working at a given time. Like, For you sure. watch, a, watch a little British TV, it's like, oh, there's David Tennant. There's David Tennant again. <laughs> oh, there's a guy who played the Doctor Who four years ago. Yeah. And then there's David Tennant again, who also played Doctor Who. <laughs> But yeah, like a lot of the people in this movie are from the Hammer movies. Exactly. You know, Christopher right. Lee, Ingrid Pitt. And they, it was like Christopher Lee and Ingrid Pitt from the interviews I was watching were like very much a part of the genesis of the movie. Yeah. It was like, okay, we're going to make a weird movie with these two people and let's all figure it out. Yeah. Well, Christopher even Lee. Even though Ingrid Pitt's in it for like five minutes, not even? Yeah. Well, Christopher Lee like also went to bat for, he's like, he's like I want to do something Oh, different. she's a Bond girl too. She was in The Man with the Golden Gun. Mm-hmm. Yes. Actually with Christopher Lee. Oh. Yeah. That, actually, 1974. So one of the earlier Roger Moore movies, yeah, it's Christopher Lee and uh, Brett Eklund. Fuck yeah. Both in the next movie. Yeah. A year later. So then uh, next morning, uh, Sergeant Howie's doing a little research at the library. We get the background on May Day there. Yeah. And, and it, it is kind of cool because, like, I've read a book on, like, British superstitions and stuff. Right? Yeah. Like, how, it. how rooted in actual pagan mythology is this stuff? Very. A lot of it. A lot of it's rooted more in – they mix British and Scottish because this is, like, in like an island off the coast of Scotland. So they mix the two, mm-hmm. you know. But it's um, definitely, like, it, it's weird stuff. Like, the Hand of Glory, which comes into play later, that's a thing. Yeah. And, like, there's all kinds the of weird – The horse is a thing. Like, all that shit. Yeah, there's all kinds of weird British superstitions, too, that, like, it's, like um, – that are rooted in paganism, like it's like bad luck to bring a priest on a boat, and that co- they they like well we think that comes from it used to be sailors after the island converted to Christianity would still worship the sea god when they were at sea, okay? Because they'd be like okay well at home yeah I go to church and everything but I, but I'm on the boat yeah. we worship the sea god and so they would like was it was bad luck annoyed. to bring a priest on the boat. Yeah. You know? I'm like trying to form some sort of like oral hygiene superstition British thing but it's just not working I, don't, I, don't, I have nothing funny to say right now <laughs> Austin Powers dude <laughs> yeah, yeah baby <laughs> Shagadelic that uh, bastard huh everyone, shit's so, he, but he figures out that like okay. Rowan's not dead they've been keeping her in hiding and then they're having this like grand old courtyard party uh, getting ready for May Day and Howie looks at them through a window like he's spying like with his police hat on like in very plain sight it's broad daylight he's feet away from, and it's like and it is a hilarious moment 
Because it's like, they all know that he's watching them. And they're all just tailgating. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're drinking they're morning beers. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's they morning beers. They are just beers. tailgating yeah. before the big celebration. Yeah, they're also, great. I like when he was at the library, and he's like, he like exclaims something, and the old lady just gives him a dirty look. Yeah. Love that, too. Yeah, yeah like, the whole town is in on this conspiracy. Definitely. And he's like, well, I'm going back to the mainland. And that's and that's when we start getting into, like, the real main final act of this movie. He, he goes on this, like, search. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he goes to go in his uh, plane, and it doesn't work. And is that the point where all of them with animal masks kind of pop over yeah, the hill and look at like him? And with this perfect sound cue that yeah. makes you yeah. feel really uneasy yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the weird guitar string, like, twang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just and drop that sound cue. Yeah, dude. And he fucking, uh, yeah, and oh, also it should be noted, I was doing a little research, the dinghy survived to like 2004. That weird, uh, really? robo with the evil eye on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was around until 2004 when it got destroyed in the store. Interesting. Yeah, interesting, interesting. And he goes up to talk to, <laughs> Let's um, talk about Mae Morrison about, and he's like pleading with her, you know, he's like, they're gonna sacrifice your daughter, and she says, you will never understand the nature of sacrifice. Yeah. And there's like, a quick shot of someone like stirring this huge cauldron with this weird bubbling black shit in yeah, it. Yeah, like tar or yeah. something. It looked like, yeah. And then uh, he goes on a search of the town and we get a montage. Like, there's a. And then this point. There's a, there's a pretty great um, uh, practical joke in there where a girl falls out of a closet. It's a very Friday the 13th very practical 13th. joke. Yeah. She has a little bit of fake blood on her mouth, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they're they're just fucking with him here because you see the two yeah. dolls humping. Yeah. Yes. He busts yes. in and you see Ingrid Pitt naked. Yep. She's sitting in the tub and it's like, yeah. damn. Yeah, there's one point where he's like, he goes to what must be like a funeral home or something. He's opening up the coffins and there's like that old lady with the penny in her eye. Oh, oh the, yeah. Yeah, she's got the coins in her eyes. Yeah. And it's like another, like, pretty. Well known, like so that you have the toll to pay. Yeah, you... and she has no hand, and she has no fucking hand. Yeah, yes, which just so creepy. It's so creepy. Yeah, we get the the bread man right there, which we bread talked man, about earlier. Yeah. Um, and then he goes back to the bar. He's just like, "Fuck it, I, I can't do this." Which is so, and he's like, "I'm gonna take a nap." Well, he's <laughs> well, he gets a glass of whiskey, which I like because it, it differentiates like British Protestantism versus like American stuff. Like, right. I hear all the churchy people don't drink, and there it's like, "Oh yeah, I need a drink." Like, yeah, right, right. A little bit more normal. <laughs> and yeah, just like he, he's never experienced anything this strange in his life. He well, can't seem I. to I mean, crack the case, but yet he decides to take a nap. <laughs> I've always found that a little weird. And maybe he, maybe that's just what? part of his day. Maybe well, he I think just needs he, an he might be giving him like a bit of a rope a dope. Like I don't know. Like wait, you're not wrong because he's in there laying down and they're like talking about him right outside the door and he's yeah. not actually asleep. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I about mean, that. they're planning it, but yeah. you know. And so he wakes up and they've got this hand with the fingers on fire. So fucking cool. Yeah, because he's pretending to sleep when she comes in. And it's like when you pretend to sleep when you were a little kid and you were jumping on the beds and your parents would come in and yell at you and you'd like lay down and like your eyes were like partially closed and you're like peeking. Yeah. He had that look. He's he's not a great detective. (laughs) And you see that he's not a great detective because he wakes up, sees the hand candle... And then he, and then this, this is actually the moment that I felt inspired the entire remake because he just knocks the fucking bartender out. He yeah. doesn't, he doesn't say anything to him. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. He just walks over and punches him the fuck <laughs> out. And I was like, oh, the but, whole but, thing. But it's not a woman. Like, but it's not a woman. Is. That's right. But it is <laughs> not a woman. He had a vagina. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
It was um, cool because even though I'd well no let, um, we're not there yet never mind yeah no go go ahead well because he he knocks out the bartender and then takes his punch costume yeah yes. to be the punch guy and when he's marching in the procession even though I'd seen this before I was still thinking like does Nord, Lord Summer Isle know that he's in the punch costume and he yes. does he totally yeah, does. he's, he's totally like you're not dancing enough yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the procession is super neat yeah it's yeah. really cool you know and they they like they um. They give they give beer to the sea god, uh huh. Which is you know, there's another cool little. Elise was like, "Does this make you upset?" I'm like, "No, they're giving beer to the sea god. Like, I'm good for the sea god. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, is that a waste god. of beer?" Um, and there's another cool little thing they do to throw him off, where they've got a young, a little person, not a little person, but a, a, a girl, <laughs> yeah, 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 in like the hair costume, yeah. and they're like rolling her in a buggy, and you can only assume they're rolling oh, they're her to a sacrifice. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, yeah, Sorry, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and there's this part where they lock their swords together, and like, with like sword this, pentagram, yeah, super creepy. Like this Star of David kind of with swords. Which is that anxious scene, because you can't, you don't know what these people are capable of at this point if you've not seen the movie, Yeah, and he has to put his head in there, and yeah, because they, well, they established too in the part where you used to do research. Like sometimes they sacrifice by cutting off the heads. Exactly. Uh, sometimes they throw them into the ocean. So when they go to the ocean, it's like, oh, they throw them in, you know, yep. a girl into the ocean and stuff. And then with the sword pentagram, <laughs> Lord Samurai calls it a game of chance. Yeah. And you're like, what yeah. the fuck do you mean? Everybody has to put their heads. And so they cut off like the top of the co- this girl's costume, like. Yeah, but it's like Marge Simpson's hair. Like she's like down below it, <laughs> right? And it's like, oh, it's a mayor. I don't know what her fucking name was. Yeah, but right. Yeah. So ultimately, they reveal um, Rowan. But there's a point I wrote down because they they slice off the top of the hair costume and they're throwing yeah. the ale, and then I wrote he punches another guy. Yeah, to get to Rowan. Yeah, yeah, because right yeah. here she's like at the top of the hill, and she's like like a like a girl in like a video game from the eighties. She's like, <laughs> "Help me, save me!" Yeah, yeah, and he and he throws another great punch, and that's the first and maybe only time in the movie you hear an electric guitar. Oh yeah, dude. That's what it's I wrote like down. Funky getaway music. Seventies yeah. ass guitar is yeah, what I wrote down. That's some fucking schoolhouse he looks rock ass really shit. Funny dude. in that costume, trying to like. Yeah, it's, getaway. it's got like a uh-huh. fake gut in it. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. weird uh-huh. back He's like poofy pants. Yeah. With cutouts. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's revealed that Rowan is in on it. The whole town is in on it. And, and Jesus whole... Christ, you just don't see it coming. I no. don't care. Yeah. I, I, you I just didn't. don't see yeah, the turn I coming, either. dude. I, th- I, I thought the turn, my first watch, was that Rowan is alive and they're about to sacrifice her. You know? Right. Like, but then they're all like, we masterminded this whole situation. Yeah, and they're like, you had to come here of your own free will. Yep. You had to have be a fool with the power of a king. And you have that because you're a cop. You know? Yep. And, uh... A, a virgin. A virgin. <laughs> I think that's important, too. That's why she tries to seduce him. Because it's one thing to be, like, an, an incel. Like, be involuntarily celibate. Yeah. No, like, that. you don't get any power from that. But if someone's, like, voluntarily, like... Yeah, I'm celibate, and like, they're so excited because they've never had this perfect mm-hmm. sacrifice before. They said they needed the right kind of adult, you right? Know what I mean, because he's like, yeah, we can sacrifice animals, and times are good. Yeah. A child's an okay sacrifice, but the right kind of adult, right? 
Perfect. And they just they just set it up so fucking good because yeah he he gets Rowan and Rowan is playing along being like yes please help me these people are crazy and he, he she takes him over to that dude spot. and then they go through the cave or whatever it is and then everyone's waiting for them on the other side Lord Summerisle has done another costume change <laughs> somehow from yeah. the point of being over here to being over here yeah because at the parade he's dressed as a lady yeah and he's, he's got like white a, pan- well, pancake yeah, he's makeup he's like a man lady is what yeah. they say right yeah. and then there he is looking totally fine and like. What's the name of the actor who plays uh, Detective Howie? Um, Whatever Edward it is, Woodward? that's something we should Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. Because it's like his Ed Wood, confusion yeah. at this point and his performance from this point till the rest till the ending is just so fucking good. Well, like he is so genuinely like confused yeah. by what's happening. Yeah, you know. Well, they anoint him as a king. They dry him with their hair, like in the Bible, like mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and he, he's trying to reason with them. He's like, you know, the reason your crops fail is because your strains, they're no good anymore. You know, right. you, you just got to get used to it. Right. And he put, he looks right at Lord Summerall. He's like, if this happens again, they're going to kill you next year. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And just be aware of that. And they bring him up over the hill and he sees the wicker man. He says, they yeah. will not fail. Can't, okay, the reveal... Of the Wicker Man. Well, the dude, like, because he's, they're pulling him and stuff, and he's screaming, like, think of what you're doing! Yeah. Think! <laughs> and then, you don't you don't see the Wicker Man before Howie does. Well, Howie sees it first, and you just see his face. Yeah. And the terror yes. on his face yes. is amazing. I guess. And it's immediately clear what is going to happen. I was yeah. looking at the trivia. He purposely did not want, look at it until that part of the movie, so it was genuine. You And it's so it's completely fucking is. Yeah, it's for people who, again, do, I guess, are watching this who haven't seen the movie. It's like this, like... 50, 75 foot tall wicker man yeah. that's stuffed with I mean, animals. Uh-huh. And, it, it, and he's screaming, Christ! Christ! Jesus Christ! Oh, Jesus God, no! <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, the, the echoing of his voice and like the fear at the first sight of the wicker man. It's it's insane. Like this movie is kind of like a weird like thriller kind of thing and in this moment is when it turns into a horror I movie. I mean, it's a movie too that like... I mean, if everything is built up around that reveal, it still works because it is such yeah, a good reveal. You know, like yeah, man, it fits it. It's not like too much of a shock where it's like, where did that came up to? Like, too out of left field. It's just this weird, creepy thing that you never yeah. could have seen coming. You know, immediately he's gonna burn it up in that thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. And his pleading is just like so real. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, and they well, have the it's... big fat guy like. Wrangle him. Uh-huh. So he yeah, he tries away. to run away, and the fat guy's like, "Oh, after you, sir." He lets him pass. They just punches him. Yep. And yep. Yeah, man. No, there. the end of this movie is just ten times more brutal than anything else in the movie. Yeah. Like you know, just in terms yeah. of straight fucking brutality. Because like, how he's like a dork and everything, but he doesn't deserve to die. No, not at all. No one deserves yeah. to be like burned to death. You know, right. like it's it's the worst way to die. Yeah. yeah. It, I did like. For the first time ever watching this movie, when they put him in the Wicker Man, I did feel myself thinking, like, why isn't he trying harder to get out? Yeah. It kind of was like, why, these it sticks, why isn't he trying harder to get out? <laughs> I don't think he could. But, yeah, I, yeah I, don't think, I don't think so. Well, he said, like, like, the actor said, Edward Woodward was like, I was terrified. Yeah, man. There. Like, they, they do light it on fire with him in it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I love... When he's burning to death in there, and the town is all. Just we are the world. (laughs) Yeah, man. They're singing jubilantly. Yeah, he's um. With this like 
dumb dance where they're like, <laughs> like rocking yeah, back and forth. Like the Super Bowl around. shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The stupid white people dance. Yeah. yeah. And he's screaming out psalms and he's yeah. like, the Lord is my shepherd. Right, right. And, and then he you stops. You hear the animals like panicking. The animals start to panic. I guess the actor said too, they were like peeing and stuff really? on him, yeah. And then he stops singing and gives one final dying scream that, like, I thought at first was one of the animals screaming, but it's his voice. His voice turns into that guttural fucking yell, and it's fucking terrifying. Oh, he also gets a line there, too. He's like, I die unshriven. And you see a quick shot of Brett Eklund. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, you should have just <laughs> Yeah, that's your, that's your big regret. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and they do a beautiful shot of the head burning. Like that seemed off. like that was only extended version footage, was it? No, okay, no, I was. Yeah, but that is yeah the final the final frame of the movie is the Wicker Man's head fucking tumbling back over, and the shot of the sun over the sea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think their crops came back the next year? Well, there wasn't a sequel, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have to assume it worked. Yeah. All right, so that's uh, the Wicker Man. Um, can we talk about what this movie is about? Sure. Like, well, I mean, the origin or... of the Wicker Man is from um, Julius Caesar's campaign in Germanica. Like, his, his notes, like, I read his book, he's like, yeah, they like to shove people in uh, Wicker Man and burn them alive. He's like, pretty crazy stuff. I was like, wow, oh, yeah, okay. it is. But it's unclear whether, I mean, uh, the Druids and the, the Gauls definitely burned people alive. They definitely committed sacrifice, but it's unknown whether or not they really shove people in the giant wicker men or yeah. if it was just embellishment yeah one yeah. movie's about sacrifice it's about it's the nature of belief tolerance yeah yeah I mean some of his beliefs really aren't that different from what these people on this island believe right but I think maybe part of his downfall is his you know how strong of a response he has to them, how strongly he rejects what they... Because he... He, he is right them, and they are wrong. Yeah, and he never takes them seriously. Yeah, that's true. I think it's definitely, too, like uh, a culture clash, but in a way that's like weird. It's like um, these people, I mean, they're also... It's something you don't see in the movie. Like, they're like white people who don't have like Judeo-Christian values mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. at all. And it's... Um, and they're normal people enough, and you know, like they're, they're hard scrap. They're farmers. They're fishermen, right? And so, for them to be like that, it's a little more, you know, it, it's not otherworldly like it usually is presented in like a movie or something, right? And I think that's where some of the, the um, you know, it's a familiar thing, but not at all. Yeah. These people act different, and in a, you know. And there's got to be, I mean, there's some sort of a comment on, like, uh, I don't know if evangelical is the word, but when you're, like, Christian and you, you're, like, way too serious about it. They're so rigid. He's so rigid. You know what I mean? Beliefs, yeah, and know? him being put, like, and that's, like, a standard belief is the stuff that he believes in this, in our world. Society yeah. Or whatever. And then taking those standard beliefs and putting them into a world where those beliefs are super weird and yeah. don't make any sense to the rest of the people. There's something there about, there's something well, like, there. and... Well, because both as, as you're watching the movie, though, it's like, and I thought this the first time I saw it. Like, you don't take Howie is the protagonist, but you're not really on his side because he's such a dick. Yeah, fucking a, right. But and you're you think like what his beliefs have made his life 
and he's like a miserable person and look at the he's but the, then like, ultimately their beliefs bring these people to murder they're going to starve to death right they seem know? pretty happy but they're going to burn a person alive yeah. too and they keep foreskins in jars and yeah, yeah and other <laughs> weird things too you know? yeah, I, mean. I still think we should all move to the summer isle but <laughs> if the crops are growing yeah <laughs> and I don't have to do much I'll sing wow. the maypole song like I'll teach that class oh dude uh I, not to brag, but I have a daughter, so I've definitely, you know, gotten gotten some. Yeah, I've had sex one, <laughs> at least one time. <laughs> you know, so you don't think you'll be sacrificed? No, I'll be like, I've had sex at least once. Yeah, true. You have full blown proof that you are not suitable for sacrifice. <laughs> That's very clearly my daughter. Too. She looks like me. I'll just go. It's not his burn of a lot. <laughs> no. Yeah, but you're gonna have to be doing a weird slap dance at the time to sing the song. Yeah, well, I mean, the movie creates a weird tension too, because like everyone in the movie is very religious. Yeah, it's just not the same religion. Yeah, and it, 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 you know, the paganism. It, it's good because it, it's grounded in something. So you don't have to make this whole giant backstory. Fabricants have no such memories, archivist. One 24-hour cycle in Papa songs is identical to every other. May I say you speak consumer surprisingly well. But it's good because it gives you, like, a great point to, like, reference and, like, kind of yeah. play off of. And you said it kind of earlier, like, the masterful, part of masterful filmmaking is, like, your entire story alluding to backstory yeah. instead of just full-on telling you what it is. Right, it's like when the rank, like, in uh, Return of the Jedi, when the, the guy who keeps the rancor starts crying and yeah. he kills him, it's yeah. like... Well, there's it turns out that he yeah, some that guy he, really liked this giant lizard monster. Yeah, this giant green screen monster. Well, that's the thing too. Like they prepare you at every turn for the end of this movie. But at least, I mean, maybe there's people who saw it coming at the end. I certainly didn't when I but first saw it. But it's like when it happens, it's like of course this is how it always was going to it, end. It's, yes, yes, it's yes. it's surprising, but it's how it had to end. Yeah, like yeah. the whole thing builds to it. You yeah, know? definitely influences. Or the I'm from. I, I was watching a couple interviews, and it seemed like uh, the filmmakers, because Hammer horror films were like the standard and the norm at the time over there, and it seemed like they were just trying to do something different than that. Right. That's what uh, the writer said. He wanted to do something about sacrifice, which is like a very specific thing, as opposed to like a bunch of like blood and guts, which was kind of becoming a bigger thing. Right. Uh, in the early seventies, you know, like. Around uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was what seventy four, yeah. So it's like we're getting to that, you know. Yeah, that's what movies are building towards. They wanted to go in a different direction. They're like they could see that happening, right? Which also, they certainly were successful at. This is a completely different movie is, than anything else in the genre I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen anything like this movie. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, I mean, it's it's got some some of it's in you know it's influenced by gothic horror and Hammer to a certain degree. Yeah. But um, it kind of does its own thing. It was there's this uh, remake of the movie. Uh, it's uh, very different. Oh, no, not the beast! Which I guess maybe we should have spent more time talking about. But I just think it's important to separate. No, too. no, <laughs> we, we're, talking, we're doing a podcast on the Wicker Man, not, not the, the Wicker Man. Man. Yeah. But in the remake, doesn't have a Wicker Man in it, does it? It does, doesn't it? Does it? Well, they so. put the fucking bee things on it. I just can remember the bees. No, I'm um, see, Dan. Okay, we're gonna have to do another episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I don't really remember. Oh my god, that Iron Maiden did a song called "The Wicker Man," and when I saw him on that tour for the Brave New World, they like shoved Bruce Dickinson in this big Wicker Man. That's fucking sick. Hell yeah. Eddie. Okay, that's metal as fuck. It uh, may have had Eddie's face. That Wicker Man. <laughs> 
Should we get into the segments? I guess so, man. Hottest titties. Uh, do you gentlemen want to answer first? Sure. Uh, I mean, there's no unhot titties in this movie. <laughs> hey, now you see Britt Eklund's a lot more, but I gotta go with Ingrid Pitt. When she's laying in the bathtub? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, that's not bad. With some hot ass titties. I'm gonna have to go with uh, the the breastfeeding mother holding an egg. Because <laughs> they're they're the, they're the fullest. Uh-huh. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it to Willow because the naked slap dance. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's another thing we didn't even talk about. All the people have like are named after like trees and shit in this uh-huh, movie, uh-huh. as opposed to and like because like when he goes to the Hall of Records and you meet Ingrid Pitt for the first time, it's like oh Rachel and Benjamin. Those names are from the Bible. She's like, well, they were pretty old, you know. Yeah. Right. 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 Best hair. Yeah, I mean, Lord Summer Isle. I, I said Lord Summer Yeah, there's no contest. Yeah. I said especially at the end when it's all, like, wild and blowing in the wind. Yeah, he, even, hair is amazing. Even when he's doing the man lady and he's got that awesome wig on, yeah. it looks totally fucking normal on him. Yeah. <laughs> and His gray mane is just... It's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I also wrote down, like, generally, like, I wrote down Star Wars hair as a note. Like, that movie is made in England. I mean, it's shot like two years after this or three years after this. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of cool where it's just like pretty regular dudes just have like giant uh, bushy sideburns and stuff. Yeah, like, for sure. Very 70s ass hair. I like very normal people. Like, even that dude singing the Maple song, he's got like a big swoop. Yeah, it's right. like long. And, and and side shout out to the hobby horse guy with the giant beard. Oh, yeah, dude. Because yeah. yeah. he, he's yeah. fucking harsh. That was, yes. Yeah. Uh, best outfit. The, I mean, my first thought is the Beethoven garb when Summer yeah. Isle's playing a piano. Yeah, I wrote that down, too. It's yeah. pretty fucking good. Yeah. I, I refer to um, Lord Summer Isle's share costume, <laughs> which is the, the man-lady costume. Yeah, yeah super share. That's actually right. another thing. Like, a lot of, like, sort of more tribal societies, they've got, like... There's, like, a place for people who are more gender-fluid in the community. Like, mm-hmm. more... I, I thought that was interesting. I was reading something about that, too. Yeah. Um, I also enjoy different people in the procession with, like, kilts or suits on with these, like, giant animals. For sure. But I gotta give it to the three ladies. The end of the movie, a May Day celebration, all just... They looked perfect head-to-toe for me. Like, we have Willow in a patchwork dress... That I absolutely. We've got the school teacher in an all white dress with long sleeves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very picturesque. And then uh, Ingrid Pitt has this like peasant top and a mustard hippie skirt. Yes. I don't think I could pull off any of those looks, but I would want to wear them. Yeah, I like the big fat guy wearing a green sweater and a kilt. <laughs> it looks yeah. very in his element. Yeah, and all and, and also at the end too, Lord Summerisle is wearing that plaid suit from earlier, but with a mustard turtleneck. Yes, and also when Lord Summerisle brings the young man offering to the landlord's daughter, they're both wearing matching kilt suits. Yeah, and they look pretty fucking <laughs> sick together. Oh, and Brit Eklund's costume during the song, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, a lot of detail went into that. Yeah, I liked it because she she was naked. Audience, that's home. a joke. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Uh, best death. There's really only one in the movie. There is only one in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, but it's a great one. Yeah. Um, scariest scene. I mean, that for me, the end of it is the only true like horror. Yeah. In it. See, I wrote down the people doing it on the lawn because that was the part where it's like kind of unsettling, and like as like when I saw this and I was like 15, I was like. Um, this is not turning me on. Right. Um, 
<laughs> with the naked woman crying at the tombstone. Yeah, I'm like this she's naked, but she's crying. And yeah. this is um That's the first that's the first scene that really sets the tone of what the movie truly is. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah I totally um, agree. I I mean my runner up is the hand. I found that hand to be the very hand candle, the, the hand, hand of glory. Candle. Yeah. yeah, super creepy. Um, a, a piece of a dead body lit on fire next to your sleeping. Yeah, it's supposed to. By the way, for legendologists or whatever, it's supposed to make you stay asleep for a few days. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um. I, again, and we already touched on this, but the first reveal of the Wicker Man is just. Haunting. The look on dude's yeah. face, yeah. man, just sells the whole thing. Well, that, yeah, that's what sells it. It's yeah. not just a prop or something. Yeah. yeah. The other truly scary thing for me is the bartender oh. when he smiles. <laughs> the fucking bald guy with the penguin nose. Uh, that's what's good too. He's like, so creepy, dude. Mugs that you know, mugs. not faces, but mugs. Yes, there People are. There mugs. are classic mugs in this movie, dude. Yeah. Definitely. Just fucking yeah. Uh, All right. So, would you survive? I said yes. So I think I'd go native. I'd be like, yeah. I would join. Yeah, I would join. <laughs> yeah, I would absolutely. Like, well, I've always been a pretty devout Catholic, but uh, wait, you get to do what now? <laughs> what? <laughs> I have to say, so you know, initially seeing this movie, following being duped to the twist, I feel like if I am trying to solve this in person case, I think that she's in danger. I, I. I believed all the steps he took. Yeah, I yeah. think I might end up dying. Yeah, you know, like, but like, it, but like, but we're also we're unclean. You know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. no, you guys right. got sex. I'm just saying, though. The <laughs> point is, but yeah, no, yeah. Like he fell for it, and yeah. I, I fell I, for yeah. it watching. You know, it's a good sure. point. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. It's not a bad point. It's just like, yeah, if at the point where they were going to take me to the Wicker Man, I would just be like, yeah, I'll just, whatever, I'll just join you guys. Can I just join? And it's cool. I'll jump over the fire. You can have my foreskin, whatever it takes. Like, Yeah, if I was in the position of the protagonist, I would probably burn alive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't because I do a bunch of sick karate moves and everyone would be like, oh, shit, he's kicking our asses. Right, and then you'd be the new lord of summer. Yeah, dude. Um, but even still, though, Howie threw a, a couple of pretty solid punches. Yeah, yeah. dude, but you, you haven't seen my spinning roundhouse. Yeah, your roundhouse is pretty ill. Yeah, dude. Spinning Isn't it at least? <laughs> Isn't Tan's roundhouse kicks awesome? Oh, yeah. Dude, I know Krav Maga. <laughs> That's tight. Yeah. Fucking moves, like jumping off the top buckle, you know? Yeah, no, well, hell yeah. Krav Maga, right? Atomic yeah, elbow drops and yeah. shit, yeah. Krav Maga. Yeah. Uh, is it better than Friday the 15th Part 4? I think yes. we're, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how many machetes do you give this movie? Out of five? Yeah, yeah. five. Oh, it's like four? Only because I feel like this movie would be a hard sell to people outside of fandom of the genre. What's your personal? Yeah, just five. Yeah. I, it's it's a completely unique movie that stands yeah. in a class of its own. Yeah, four I and three quarter for me. Yeah. I think I have to give it a five, too. It's only the second time I've given a movie a five on this podcast. I might have given fives to everything I've yeah. done. <laughs> Why you be, we bring it on for great yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I think... I just love this movie. Again, it, I, for me, in a horror movie, it's all about the atmosphere. Yeah. And this movie really has it. And it is so different. It, there's nothing to compare it to. 
Well, they made a remake. You yeah, might right. like that. Which you could conceivably compare it to. But that, and that's all I'm saying. I feel yeah. like this original might be a hard sell to an audience member that's not as familiar with great movies. Did you watch it with people? I did. I had some people. Um, I mean... And it was funny, did like... like it, or... Yeah, yeah. The, the room I was in wasn't... Like, everyone else wasn't really necessarily paying attention. You had to really kind of... Give it a exactly, yeah. but there were plenty of moments that made everybody kind of look up and be like, "Wait, what the fuck is going yeah. on?" You know what I mean? I felt like my roommate Michael. Somehow, I don't know how he did it, but every time he walked into the room was a time when there was a naked woman on screen. <laughs> He's like, "Looks great." What the fuck is this? Movie? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I don't know. I could see people. I could see people writing it off. Yeah. Because of the weirdness, you know. It's like, very weird. And it's kind of old and whatever. But yeah. if you are a willing participant in watching this movie, yeah. you've never seen, you'll never see anything like it. Yeah. Yeah. Except for this movie that's got Nick Cage. <laughs> you, you, you guys are going to love yeah, it. If you like this one, you're going to love that. I don't want to say it's it's a better or worse message, but a different one. It's just a know? different one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just as potent either way. Yeah. But anyway, I, I love this movie. Yeah, I love this movie. Is. Can't recommend this enough. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You got to go in a willing participant. Be, I don't but. know why you'd be listening to this if you hadn't seen it, but... Yeah, I don't know. We didn't even talk about the time. Like, it was 1973 in England. Oh. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. I don't know. Shit was swinging, right? Yeah. Richard yeah. Nixon was president of the United States. Uh, in there Britain? Was, <laughs> there was a... Stuff big, was going on in England? No, in 1974, there was a big coal miner strike that brought down the conservative government that had just been elected. Uh, um, that happens. That's just on the horizon. And then uh, we'll go from there. I think uh, Led Zeppelin Four was coming around around that time. <laughs> around that, yeah. Keep it spooky. 